Welcome to Arts and Culture Reimagined. I'm your host, Simone Francis, and you are listening to the Freedom Series. Ahem. Disclaimer. This podcast was not professionally recorded. excited to have on this episode of Arts and Culture Reimagined. Um, Tyler is a Christian 3D hair artist and I know you might be thinking what is 3D hair art but if you look on the gallery page and take a peek at Tyler's creations you will understand the brilliance of this woman and how she is creating really dope um, and amazing representative art. So Tyler attended Spelman College in Georgia Tech and studied mathematics and mechanical engineering. And throughout her schooling, she was always passionate about using art as a platform to express her creativity. And so she's been using mixed media to make her artwork relatable and serve as therapeutic practice. Um, But I wanna give her some space to really provide even more of the bio, right? So. You know, what was your inspiration for becoming an artist? You know, where did you grow up that have a profound impact on who you are as an artist today? Um, so yeah, passing over the floor to kind of share with us who you are and what got you to this place. Yeah, so I was always really passionate about art, but as a STEM student who's really good at math and science, it wasn't really easy to take art classes. It felt like anything that I did outside of my academic career had to be very, very specific for what I Mm -hmm. wanted to do with my future. Mm -hmm. And growing up, it didn't really feel like art would be a successful career path, but it felt like if you want to be successful financially, then, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. And so I took the engineering route where I thought I would go into medicine, but have an engineering background. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do believe in differentiating myself. So I thought that that would be a way for me to have a unique perspective in the medical industry. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, I am not a doctor and (laughs) I do have an engineering degree, but I do not practice engineering. Right. Um, So art really became my therapy. I went to Spelman in Georgia Tech. And when I was at Georgia Tech, it was really, really stressful. Mm -hmm. I went from being at an all black women's school to being one of very few black women um, students at a predominantly white institution. Right. Um, That was a huge adjustment for me and it was really difficult. I was extremely stressed out. The course load was very intense. Um, I didn't realize exactly what engineering curriculum was until I started um, once I was actually in the program. And then I realized that it wasn't something that I was interested in. But I think that there's this thing of wanting to keep my word. And I said Mm -hmm. I was going to be an engineer. I said I would complete this program. So I want to do what I said I was going to do. But in reality, it wasn't my passion. And it led to a lot of just depression and feeling like I was incapable. I mean, my grades really suffered. I had Mm -hmm. scholarships taken away from me um, because my scholarships almost required a perfect GPA, Mm -hmm. um, which was very difficult for me to attain at Georgia Tech as a transfer student. So I started painting. It was my therapeutic release. It was a way for me 
to feel better about myself. Like I may not be as successful in this engineering program, but I'm still valuable. I'm still important. And Mm -hmm. it was a way for me to just find healing and to see value. And people really liked my art and wanted to buy it. And I wasn't in a position to really build a business out of it because I was doing everything I could to Mm -hmm. really maintain my life and finish the engineering program I was in. But once I graduated, I got a corporate job um, in Chicago with United Airlines in revenue management. Um, So essentially, I was in charge of, you know, forecast and optimization, making sure that flights performance are really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, I moved over to a more support role where I helped um, where I helped design a web based application um, that helps with the revenue management analyst work. So it's interesting. I came to United, not practicing engineering, nothing art related. And it really had nothing to do with my math and mechanical engineering background. Mm -hmm. But it ended up leading me into this almost product ownership role where I'm able to work with people um, and then build something out of nothing. And that's really Mm -hmm. where I thrive. Um, How can I use my creativity, my problem solving skills to make a product better? Mm -hmm. And so I recently... Um, quit my job. So uh, with the pandemic going on, they were um, really struggling. The airline industry was hit really bad. Yeah. And, you know, people can't travel. And so the demand to travel was really low. And so um, my company had to do a lot of things to try to decrease the workload um, and offer options for people to leave if they were in a position to do so. And so for me, it felt like this was the perfect opportunity for me to comfortably leave my, you know, my safety net and really see what entrepreneurship could look like for me. As soon as I made the decision to leave and take the voluntary separation package, my platform on social media skyrocketed instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, I've almost doubled my following in the past few weeks alone um, to over 77,000 followers now. So it's just been expedited growth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my sales have skyrocketed to a point where I will be more financially free than I could have ever been um, at United. That's amazing. And so it's just been a, a really like a wonderful journey. And so I'm literally walking through my own miracle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my story is unique. I did the route of working my nine to five, getting what might seem to be a degree that could lead to success. Right. But there's also been this part of me that needed to be filled as well. And it's therapeutic for me, but, you know, even through our conversation, art is therapeutic for people that are viewing it and receiving it on the other end as well. And so I try to create content that could allow people to feel good about themselves. And the Christianity piece is very pivotal for me because my faith is what has gotten me to this new point. Like me quitting my job, that was a leap of faith for me. Right. Um, a lot of the content that I put on social media is faith-based. Um, I'm putting gospel music to my songs Mm -hmm. and it's been something that is allowing people to find Jesus and to, you know, be open to even believing again. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people have grown up in the church, but then as we get older, it's a lot harder to stay connected when we're not going with our families. And so I think I'm helping people see through my life the value of having our own personal relationship, our own, you know, prayer, devotion, worship time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that it's more than just the ritual of going to church. It's about healing your heart and um, realizing that your life is not, you know, it's not all on you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about stress that I may have, a lot of it comes from carrying the load and the pressure of it's up to me to make everything better. So even with what's happening in the world right now with the nation and what's happening within the African-American community and policing, there's this pressure of, well, I don't have the ability to fix this. So I feel just weighed down. And I think Mm -hmm. that there's this heaviness Mm -hmm. on people because we're grieving and we're stuck because we don't have the answer and we don't have the ability to change the heart of people in the way that's necessary. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's where my faith comes in. I pray about it. I'm leading people to Christ. um, And that's my way of being able to make a true impact through my art. My art is the attention getter. And I'm getting people who Mm -hmm. don't believe in Jesus to fall in love with a black Jesus painting that I did called Prince of Peace. And so this is my ministry. It's bigger than art. It's bigger than going viral. It's bigger than the money. Um, And I feel like when you do things for the right reason, all those other parts are just a part of that kingdom Mm -hmm. um, life. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, that was a lot, which we're we're going to dive into <laughs> some of that, right? But yeah, it just, just, you know, with that introduction, it speaks profound measures as to how, you know, talented of an artist you are, but also the ways in which you use your art to help others and help yourself, right? Because it's, it's part of, you know, that therapeutic growth. So definitely want to spend some time um, speaking to some of the things that, you know, you mentioned in that intro um and really you know starting with your pieces um the piece and you so so you mentioned one of them that's in the gallery which is prince of peace and then you also have another one called harmony and so i did want to take some time to ensure that you could share you know your practice in terms of your creative practice or what it means for you to create these pieces how you go about creating them you know what made you decide to start um, you know, including hair? Did you start, you know, including hair from the very beginning? Um, and what, what that process has looked like for you as an artist? Um, so yeah, let, let's start with, you know, what, what did it look like at the beginning for you in terms of becoming an artist? (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, it wasn't about people liking it. Mm. And I think as we grow in art, And as I got, became more viral on social media, I began to paint for people's approval. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to unwind all that and get back to the basics. When it comes to that next level of growth, you really have to get back to what got you started. And so for me, what got me started was my therapy. I didn't do this for people to agree with it. Mm -hmm. And I have to get back there. I started painting a lot of nature scene because... I didn't really, I didn't know how to paint people. That just wasn't my lane. Yeah. But over time I grew and challenged myself and learned new just ways to create work. And I realized that I wanted to create art that could be connected um, to my people. So right. I wanted artwork that little black girls could have or see and find beauty in mm-hmm. themselves through my artwork. And that's exactly what this work does. I mean, there's, it's maybe for like a more mature audience. Like most of my subjects are like people around my age range, Yeah. but little girls can look at it and say, mommy, I want my hair right. like that. Right. And they can see beauty in it. And, you know, little girls look up to, you know, women right. as goals mm-hmm. and who they mm-hmm. want to be. And so eventually I'll get more into painting like 
children and I have, but okay. um, even painting women, it just shows like the beauty and the elegance and just the vibe that comes with being a black woman. And it doesn't mean mm. that you have to have straight hair all the time mm-hmm. in order to be beautiful. You could rock Bantu knots, you could have your box braid. There's so many different options right. for beauty. And I'm trying to build that um, knowledge base in our youth. And so um, that's really where it's where it's transitioned to. Right. Um, and when I think about my process of adding hair, I really struggled. And I think a lot of artists struggle with how can they have a style that will allow people to know that it's them when they see it. Mm. And that's something that I got stuck there for a while because I'm like, I did a lot of impressionistic artwork. So it's like, I'll take like an old, you know, painting and try to make my own thing out of it. Right. But it was a lot of like nature scenes. So it might be like the lily pads or like, I might Mm -hmm. see like a waterfall painting and figure out how can I paint a waterfall? And that's not a unique style. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of artists get to this roadblock, which I experienced. But when I tell you (laughs) at the time, I didn't understand how the voice of the Holy Spirit really worked in me. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the best advice I can give to somebody who is a believer is the more connected you are to the Lord, the more of a lane you have and the more accessibility you have to your own unique style. Right. So for me, I had never seen anybody put hair on artwork when I started doing it. Right. There are artists that have done this before, but I was not aware of it. So for me, in my world, it was like mm-hmm. my own unique idea. Like nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody did it. It was innovative. <laughs> and like Tyler. there is innovative. <laughs> right. It was just Tyler. Like you couldn't tell me somebody did it before because I would right. say, no, you're confused because that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even have wanted to know <laughs> because I wanted to experiment with it. But I had, right. you know, what I call like a prophetic download as it pertains to my art. Mm-hmm. And it was something like, why not just try putting hair on it? Like go crazy, put jewelry, put fabric, put hair. And I would just, it was just interesting because it exploded my vision. Mm. Um, When you're focused on creating work that is somebody else's work, your creativity is always going to be limited based on what they could have created. Um, Mm. And so when I'm more connected in my faith and when I can listen and have like enough quiet time and devotion time that allows me to hear the voice of the Lord, then I'm able to like get new ideas. And so for me, it was, you know, put this mixed media, like just see what happens. Like you're creative, you're, you studied engineering, you're right. not going to be um, creating artwork that may be standard right. to what art, fine art may be. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to do mm-hmm. your own thing and you're going to create this lane. I had no idea at the time what it would turn into. And the other thing that's challenging is, you know, like I said, we have to get back to the basics. And throughout this whole time, I've gotten so much feedback from people. And sometimes it's negative. I could have a hundred positive experiences, but that one negative one is the one that could disrupt my path. (laughs) And that's how the enemy works. And so when I think about this, it's a lot of spiritual warfare that goes on in each individual person. It also is connected to what we're seeing in the nation. But if we focus in on our own, you know, self, Mm-hmm. then we're able to see like, okay, this one person doesn't like what I'm doing, but what what is that coming from? Is that coming from good intention or right. is that coming from evil intent? And sometimes it's evil. And so for me, I had a coworker who was actually superior to me who, you know, I always tried to bring my true self to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me like, I was showing him my artwork where I was putting hair on it. He was like, well, isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that like unsanitary? Mm. 
And that was very a very big deal for me because at right. this time I'm still trying to like navigate into this new space of mixed mm -hmm. media artwork. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an example to follow. Right. I was just trying to figure it out. And I'm also not in a position where I can quit my job and make a living on art. Like <laughs> right, I'm still right. learning. Right. And I'm trying to get promoted in corporate America and someone who's superior uh, just tried to, you know, downgrade and insult my work. It exactly. kept me from painting like that for a while. I actually took a break mm -hmm. because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Um, even though for me in that time, it was like, um, this is really not weird in my culture. Like right, we're always right. <laughs> wearing some box braids, faux locks, right. twists, like natural hair. Like y'all see me with my straight hair and with my mm -hmm. hair pulled back in a bun. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest. I have a lot of hair. Y'all don't know what's going on when my hair gets washed mm -hmm. like and you never know like I just was wearing a sew-in the other day right like, <laughs> like let's this is not, not your culture right it's not your culture you don't mm -hmm. understand and you're essentially like discriminating against me through my art when my art is a representation right. of me Right. You just don't understand it. So I stopped for a while because I just was so embarrassed. I'm like, man, like, you know, I do want to do well in work and I'm trying to find that balance. Mm -hmm. um, but then it came back to me. And this is where it's just important to be able to know the voice of the Holy Spirit for anybody who's a believer. And it was like, do it again. Right. And I did it again. And it went really, really viral. Yeah. Yeah. Like really viral. So I painted this piece. It was called Hurt Bay to Healed Bay. And I don't know if you know, but there's this girl, Hurt Bay, um, and she went to Spelman and she had this super viral video years ago where she was talking to her boyfriend about how he cheated on her. And she was mm -hmm. so heartbroken and just like crying and ran away. And it was just like everybody made all these memes about her and she went super, super viral. Mm -hmm. um, and I just noticed around that time that like this was a little bit after she went viral. And it's like, no, like you are not hurt anymore you're healed and I feel like I have this way of like almost reviving viral content <laughs> through my art at times and that was yeah. what that was it was like a reviving revival of the viral um and I was able to change the narrative because she went mm. so viral for being broken and then I was able to create a viralness around her but about healing like right. just because we're heartbroken doesn't mean that we can't try again right. and so right. at that time I was actually entering into a relationship that I had wanted for so long and it went viral. So it was so interesting. And this is why it's important literally to be so in tune with the Holy spirit that we know how to move. Because at this time I was very connected when it came to my career, when it came to my art and like success, right. but when it came to my love life and my heart and relationship, I was completely just operating out of delusion. Mm. Like I was entering into a relationship. I had just gotten, you know, a promotion and I'm going super viral. Right. You know, everybody wants to buy my art and I'm trying to manage all this, but I'm in a relationship that's toxic. Right. Right. And so, you know, that piece was so symbolic, but as I've gotten older, I've had to go through some really challenging experiences um, as residual just effect of, making a decision to enter a romantic relationship with someone who you know we talk about equally yoked in the faith mm -hmm. what that really means is like is this somebody that is connected with you in the right ways as mm -hmm. you and so for me it starts with my faith and I at that time because a lot of people don't believe and because it's not 
you know, popular necessarily in social media to be a faith-based person. That wasn't really what was going viral. That wasn't very um, publicly accepted. Mm -hmm. But now that I've been able to grow so much in my faith and learn what putting my faith out there can do, um, I realized that I can't enter a relationship like that again if our foundation is not the same, if Mm -hmm. we're not on a similar playing field. And so if we're not connected in that way by that yoke, then it's going to be a problem. So I have to know now that I can't enter into a relationship with a man who's not first submitted to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so those are just things that I've learned and trying to channel it into my artwork. But, you know, essentially, like I had to listen to the direction that was placed on my life because it was so much bigger than it was at the time where nobody really saw me. Right. Um, And even now I'm in a whole new phase of that where, you know, I've been struggling in singleness for over two years now and it's been a real journey for me, but my art is literally like my hurt bay journey. Mm. Like what you see is me trying and me failing and me trying again and being consistent in this walk with Christ. Like it's literally been a walk by faith, not by sight story for me to where You know, I'll speak about what I know God will do for me in the area of relationship, but I cannot see it. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no, I don't see it. And people know that I don't see it (laughs) because people, (laughs) you know, I'm being transparent. You know, like I'm sharing the part of the story of, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it has to happen. And my faith is so strong. And I think that that's why my favor is so strong because I'm able to, you know, create a painting of my black Jesus as a representation of what's happening right now. So with that piece, I was able to realize, and this is literally like the prophetic anointing that I have and how I'm trying to literally put that into my work more. Mm -hmm. Um, But with what happened with George Floyd, um, it just came to me one day that Jesus was the first black man that was crucified. Um, And it was interesting because everybody's like, say his name. And this whole say his name, say her name thing is really strong. And what I realized that in my heart, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Lord. I believe in God, but I wasn't really claiming Jesus. I don't think it really hit me to my heart to the point of like, oh, wait, like I see it for myself. Mm -hmm. Not somebody saying, oh, you know, yeah, Jesus, you know, but for me to believe it, it's a whole different thing. And so this, it gave me an unusual level of clarity in my vision to where it's like, that's the missing link. And so what I realized is the reason why I've battled so much in heartache and in relationship is because I'm trying to find that salvation through human Mm -hmm. form before Mm -hmm. I found it in my heart and in my spirit. And so I created this black Jesus as representation of The fact that if we're going to say a name, we need to say Jesus name or else we're allowing him to die and we're not giving him the justice. And I feel like in our generation, people will be believers. But, you know, there's just a whole different level of what's happening um, in our hearts and in our beliefs. And Mm -hmm. I want to challenge people to consider it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is like a very bold step for me um, because throughout my life, like I've mentioned, it's never really been the popular conversation to have. And I'm in this very unique lane, which I know is nothing but a miracle that I could be working for an airline, which is going under Mm -hmm. at the time, you know, like we're literally in 
save ourselves mode, cutting off anything so that we could preserve. And I'm able to voluntarily walk away with benefit and enter entrepreneurship with financial stability. And I have this confidence now about myself and what I call it's confidence, (laughs) which I've actually created artwork around that too. But I have this confidence now where I learning that my voice is my voice and that I have this platform for a reason and that there Mm -hmm. are people that will come to my page and there will be people that share my artwork and it can change the heart of that person. And this viralness, it's like, to me, it's a beautiful feeling to make God go viral because it's not me. Like I didn't, I wasn't taught how to paint like this. Right, right. This is a gift that has been given to me, but it's not for my own benefit. And so that's why I'm trying really hard to push out content that could make people feel more healed or could change the hearts of people. I know for a fact, just based on specific people that have purchased my um, artwork or have shared my mm-hmm. Black Jesus painting that do not believe in Jesus, but for some reason were connected to that particular piece, right. wanting to purchase it or wanting to share it with their um, audience. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is another just step in this miracle of how God has given me this gift and how I'm able to shift the hearts of people. And whether someone believes in Jesus or not, there are very, very good principles that come from the Bible. Right. Um, and there's just a lot of good things that are also connected to what we're experiencing right now in this world Absolutely. when it comes to you know what's happening with um, the African-American community. Like right. a lot of this is biblical. Um, and I started really reading Matthews And it just was like so much like it was just eye opening for me. So I encourage anybody who wants to learn more to start there because it's so relevant. And we'll, you know, we're able to see that there's going to be difficulties in this world. There's going to be evil and there's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of of life. Right. But it's about how do we rise up as the good people? So, you know, in the Bible, it talks about good seed versus bad seed. And, you know, how they both have to grow up together, essentially, but the bad seed will get cut off and burned in the fire and the good seed will continue to grow and multiply. So right now I feel like we're in this experience where everything's growing, like there's good things that are happening, but there's a lot of bad things that feel very overpowering. And we know that negativity can sometimes overpower what's good, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. eventually that negativity will not be sustainable. Um, You know, I believe that there will be people that will be able to help influence systems that can help change this narrative. But the negative stuff, it's not going to be able to live at this height that it's living right now. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of stuff is becoming exposed and I just want to do my part. Right. 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 That's really powerful. And I think, you know, despite, you know, whatever, spiritual connection a listener has that you know what you're sharing is very much applicable across the board you know in terms of how we connect um and how we how we see ourselves in the way that we can we can show up for others um yeah and you know i appreciate you bringing up the prince of peace uh artwork and i did want you to also talk a little bit about harmony so this is the other piece that's in the gallery Mm -hmm. it's this black woman she has you know the cute little bob i'm really feeling her look you know like her look is like a look that i i can i could see for for myself or my friends so it's a very relatable 
piece. Um, so if you want to talk a little bit about Harmony, um, the meaning behind it, what got you to, to, to create it and sharing a little bit on that on that side. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time picking my muse. I always start with a photograph. My mind isn't quite at that point where I can just imagine right. <laughs> something and do That's just not yeah. me. So I know my lane. I know my strength. And so hey, um, with this, you know, <laughs> I was working on this piece and I didn't really understand the importance. And that's this thing where I feel like I have this almost prophetic gift in my art. And it comes out sometimes after I finish the piece, I'm able to see that there's like a deeper meaning associated with it. It's not simply mm -hmm. a portrait or a profile of right. somebody. So with this piece, I was struggling. So I started uh, going to a life coach and she helps with singleness and relationships. And okay. as I mentioned, this was like been a very um, difficult part of my story, right. you know, dealing with relationships, heartache and all that. And so um, I was working on this piece. And when I was talking to her during the session, I was looking at the piece and listening to the words that my coach was saying to me to try to find what words sticks out in this session mm -hmm. that is the name of this piece. And so mm. I got to talking to her about how I feel so unbalanced. Right. And my whole life, I've prided myself on like this whole balancing act. Like, that's me. I'm always balanced. Right. And there's this perfectionism that goes around balance. So if one part is out of whack, it's a problem and I have right. to get it back in whack. And it, you know, when I talk about this pressure that we keep onto ourselves, you know, that perfectionism, the obsession with needing everything to be equally balanced is a problem. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it was a problem until I was talking to her about it. And she was just like, oh, no, like, you don't need to be balanced. Like, right. that is not She's like, that's not good. That means everything has to be equal. Mm -hmm. She's like, but you need to be able to live in harmony. You need right. to have harmony. And that's when I was like, that's the name of this piece because that's me right now. I'm in this unusual mm -hmm. transition of how do I leave corporate? How do I get consistency in my sales? How do I manage a growing business that's right. bigger than me? How do I help my community? How do I tell my faith-based message? So it's like my brain is just firing right. off in all these directions and one area that hasn't been as balanced for me lately is my physical health. So like mm -hmm. from physical fitness to eating properly to getting enough rest, like there's right. areas of my life that have been struggling because when I'm in like this transition, like my brain is just wired and it's right. just, there's so many different things happening cognitively for me. And she helped me to calm down by allowing me to see that I don't have to be perfectly balanced, but it all needs to be connected well. Right. So this is something that I'm still learning in. Like, I don't fully have the answers because I know that there's more that I need to do mm -hmm. in the area of health and managing, you know, like my well-being overall. Right. But I also understand that I'm in a season of transition. So how do I give myself grace while I navigate? And so this piece is called Harmony because it has like the asymmetrical bob going right. on. And it's like, it's not a balanced hairstyle, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. she's still very aesthetically pleasing. Um, and it's still just a vibe. And so when I was thinking about the name for her, it's like, she looks like such a vibe, but it's right. deeper than a vibe. Mm. Like this is, this is a reflection of me and where I'm at right now and where a lot of people are because Absolutely. life has just gotten so disrupted for everybody. Right. right. Like we've been afraid. We've. Right you know, are, am I going to have my job? Am I mm -hmm. going to have my health? 
you know, how do I care for my loved ones right now? Right. How do I grow in my business? There's just so many so moving many pieces, but yeah. this was, this was something that was like, you're going to be fearless. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to be afraid. Right. And, and, um, that's kind of what I was like exploding into. So this was what I made prior to my Prince of Peace. So this was me coming okay. into my identity in a space of like, you have a voice, right? You're going to use it. You're not ashamed. Like, and, and I was still honestly battling with public approval. Mm. Like, so the fact that I have this viral tendency, it can be unhealthy at times because I feel that if I'm not going viral, then I'm not good enough. And so this was something I've also been working through with my life coach and my therapist as well. I believe in both. Um, And I was able to learn that that's vain, Mm. you know, that's arrogant and that's entitled. And those are some words that I didn't think would ever be put (laughs) at me because a lot of people will say I'm humble and I'm kind. And I was offended, but that's mm-hmm. the point of me having these systems in place is going to check me. It's boundaries. Right. It's basically, they're saying, um, you're going, this right. is one area of your life that needs to be fixed. And mm-hmm. as soon as you mm-hmm. fix it, watch what happens. And so for me, it came to a point where I'm like, this picture is not going viral. I had did a video. I had like the flame where I'm burning the ends of her hair and mm-hmm. it was not going viral. And I'm like, I know this is a viral piece. Like, <laughs> that prophetic vision that I have is real and I knew it was viral but it wasn't happening so I'm like okay well what can I do yeah Yeah, and it's like what can I do about it so I found myself operating out of like more of a desperate space Mm. it just was like not very good like I'm wondering you know why aren't these pages posting my work like and I just couldn't understand but that's how I know this is like a very very unique experience for me because it's my faith walk. As soon as I surrendered it to the Lord and I said, you know what? I don't care about going viral for myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go viral for your glory. As soon as I surrendered that in my heart, the shade room posted me. They posted my work when I did the Hurt Bay, um, Mm -hmm. from from Hurt Bay to Heal Bay piece. And they posted it again as soon as I surrendered. And they actually reached out asking if they could share and, you know, give me credit. And that to me... Like, I can't explain how much vision I've gotten and how many things are so aligned when my heart is in the right space. And it it just showed me, like, this isn't about you. Right. And so that's what allowed me to just do what I needed to do. And then I posted a picture of me with this. And mm-hmm. that went super viral. Yeah. And I knew it was viral. And I thought it was the video, but it was the photo of me with the piece. And then this time it wasn't just viral in the black community because that's typically Mm. how my viral was. It was very, you know, specific to people that could relate, Relate, you know, to my artwork in that way. And this time it went viral on a global level, Um, especially during a time right now where there's a big initiative for everyone to support black owned businesses. Right. I've been getting international love. Um, The muse um she's actually brazilian and so i've got a lot of people in brazil i mean i've got people in europe that have been sharing my work and so it's a whole new kind of viralness and this is why i can't help but explain my faith walk because this is not something i could have orchestrated on my own because i Mm -hmm. tried and it didn't work it wasn't until i let go and let god that things really started shaking up in my life so 
Yeah. That's harmony. And that's right. my girl. <laughs> so that that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um and I mean you've you've mentioned this a few times, but I would love for you to talk a little bit about your business, you know, like moving into that space and what that's been like for yeah. you and um what well first off, you know, what is your business? Let's let's start there. Um yeah. and what is it what is it intended to do? Because I know a lot of your work is about community and about self-love. So what is what is the business that you have launched intended to do for the community? Yeah, so it's called Inspire by Tyler. And so it's essentially how can I use my voice, my art, and build this brand that allows people to feel inspired. So I created this name years ago before I even had the true vision. I just knew Inspire was one word that defined me. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do. And I have been hearing it over and over and over. And that that's how I also know right. this is this is what I need to do because it'll come up in conversations. And so at that time it was inspired. You're so inspiring. You're so inspirational. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's the word inspired mm-hmm. by Tyler. It has a ring to it. So that was the brand I created. And so it's really about creating artwork that can speak to the heart of people to allow them to love themselves and to love others more. Mm. So um I try to have different skin tone representation, different hair right. textures, because in the black community, we're not always loved for who we Absolutely. naturally are. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to change that to where it's like, if anybody could think that this artwork is dope, then you think black women are beautiful in their natural mm-hmm. state. It doesn't require right. a relaxer in order to be beautiful. It doesn't require right. a wig in order to be beautiful. We can do whatever we want, right. but it's not a requirement. It's personal preference. Mm-hmm. And and especially bringing that into my corporate environment, uh, it got to a point where I was actually able to be a speaker at my company talking about being, you know, bringing your authentic self to work. Right. And so I'm able to talk about my journey in art and loving myself. And by every time I paint something, <laughs> this is not just a painting and and I don't paint things that I don't want to paint. Right. I've tried to do that, but that's not my brand. Mm-hmm. I paint what I want to paint. Right. And when I paint something, my love for it grows. Mm. So if I, you know, piggyback on my Black Jesus Prince of Peace painting, that is a reflection of my love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm painting something, it's saying I love it and I see beauty in this. So there's a whole emotional worship experience Mm -hmm. that I go through. So when people see my work, they don't just see a painting, right? They see the pain, they see the love, they see the faithfulness and the favor behind it. And I think that's why it has this uniqueness about going viral because my stuff goes viral and, and it's not, and it's not because I, I just make it go viral. Right. Um, and so people get connected because they can see my heart through it. It can be a picture right. of somebody's face, but you can see something else is happening with me yeah. and with my work. And all so those emotions um, are wrapped in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all wrapped in it and it catches people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been an amazing experience to walk through. And so, you know, with my art, I also, you know, sell prints and I sell mugs and tote right. bags and notebooks. And I have all these different products because. My original artwork is expensive, but I don't ever want to be somebody that's so unattainable that people Mm. can't get the healing that they need. So I've got prints right now that are as low as $19 on my website. And oftentimes people are like, that's so cheap. That's so cheap. Well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
Right. We're in the middle of a national crisis. People mm-hmm. need some representation in their homes and they need to feel loved right. and they need to feel empowered. And so that's what my artwork is doing. My prices are very low right now because of the climate of the world. Right. You know, I may not be able to keep at this price point, but right. I want people to be able to get what they can get, especially mm-hmm. right now. Like we just need to feel loved again. And I want, you know, to start painting more men. And so, you know, this black mm-hmm. Jesus piece is one of many black men that I want to paint, but I felt that I had to start with him. Right. <laughs> My first black man, I had to start there. And I just want little boys to be able to, to see um, potential, to see a future right. in them that's not connected to what the media is putting out there. Right. Um, one that shows us as powerful that shows us as successful, that shows us as faithful. So I want to be able to, you know, do more with like black love. Like right. I've done so much of black women, but now I think it's time for black women to show up for our black men mm-hmm. um, in a new way. And so I'm trying to do that through my art. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you know, all that you're saying, it really speaks to number one, the power of art and the the immense you know, power that it has to be able to, to heal. Um, but then also the ability that, you know, with this newfound freedom that you can create space for your community, right? So thinking about the situation that we're in currently and you lowering your prices, right? You didn't have to do that, but you're responding to the needs of your community. And I think that's something yeah. that, you know, corporations and things like they don't do that, right? They don't have to do that. That does feel like a responsibility that they need to take on for themselves. And so yeah. I think that's an important piece um, to really recognize that artists can do that and not all of them will. Um, but as part of your practice, you've made sure that things are accessible for the people that you want to create for. Yeah. And so I get a lot of this direction because of like going to church and I listen to so many sermons. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Todd with Transformation Church. Sarah J. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go to All Nations in Chicago with uh, Apostle Matthew Stevenson. And so I have spent years just delving into faith based teaching. Mm-hmm. And one message that I got a couple of times is in order to really be successful. In order to really grow and spread that reach, you have to know the need of the people you're serving. Right. This is the problem with corporate America. We don't, corporate America doesn't always care about the need right. of the people that they serve. They care about the bottom line. They care about the exactly. dollar value. They care about the revenue. Mm-hmm. And it is a problem that they lose sight of the people that they serve. Right. That is a problem. That's why I'm not able to be easily connected to what corporate America represents. Right. So with me, knowing that I have to understand the needs of the people that I'm serving, I have an obligation to help them because that's Mm -hmm. the point. Right. (laughs) I mean, like I'm okay. Like my finances are in a good space. It's a blessing. How can I help somebody else have their finances in a better space? So I do things like um, giveaways, financial giveaways, because even if it's, a small amount of money, it's mm-hmm. a token and it's a sign that God has favor on you and that God has not forgotten about. And sometimes that's all we need. And I mean, I've done this and there was a lady who 
Um, we were able to help through um, sales. And she came back a couple weeks later, and her whole situation has transformed. Mm-hmm. It's flipped. And now she's good and wants to help me where she can help me. Right. And it's just like, it's not about me getting ahead. And what happened is by me sowing those seeds, I'm chasing after this kingdom. And with the kingdom comes wealth, comes peace. You basically have access to all the things that people want, but are going about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So now I was sowing seeds and doing things at a time where it was so unstable. And it's like, well, I probably should keep on to this. Right. Why would I help somebody when I don't know what my future looks like? Right. But that's where this faith walk comes into where it's like, why am I so afraid of my tomorrow when I'm in a position to help the next person mm-hmm. alleviate some pain? Right. People that have to go to work and can't buy diapers for their children. Right. Like that's a problem that I can help solve and that I can help encourage my community to solve by supporting me through my artwork. Right. They don't have to give me the cash. They can buy a piece of artwork and then it contributes to changing someone's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And that's why, I, you know, I, I have to continue to pay it forward and I have to spread that message because if I do it, then it'll, it's so contagious. Right. The next person wants to do it. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to buy her artwork, but maybe I can do my own thing. Right. And that's how we build each other up and change the narrative. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I did want to, you know, you and you've kind of spoken to this a little bit, but you know, you've been featured among the top artists in the country. You've um creative work for Chance the Rapper, you know, your art decorates Commons New School in Chicago. And so I'm guessing what would you want to tell folks who are looking to elevate and promote themselves and the brand that they're creating? What would be a message that you would want to share to those people? I would say start with the good heart. Make sure your heart is in the right place. Right. Um, Because a good heart, it, it spreads like wildfire. Right. Um, And so doing things from the right perspective of honor. Mm-hmm. It's not always about getting something in return, but what can right. we do to give to that Absolutely. next person? Like, and so for me, it's like, how can I honor somebody that I look up to that has changed my life or I see the lives that they're changing? Um, a lot of times we'll navigate with a selfish intent, right. but as soon as we get rid of that selfishness and just do everything out of like a loving place of like, how can I help my next person? Then opportunities will come. Some of the things that I've mm-hmm. done, um, for example, I've, I've had art auction off in Miss Tina Knowles and Mr. Richard Lawson's wearable art gala. Um, that's Beyonce's mother. Right. Um, and my art was auctioned off for $13,000 last year. And it got purchased by Richard Ludennis, the owner of Essence magazine. Right. That was like a whole experience where I literally <laughs> sure. felt that I, I felt I was like looking at the world. And it was like, I had God's eyes mm-hmm. on for mm-hmm. the night. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you see what, ha- just see what happens when you come right. in here with authority. And so this was my second year participating, but the first year I was really timid. I didn't feel like I belonged, yeah. And I went by myself because the tickets are expensive. So I'm mm-hmm. not about to expect anybody to go with me. So I'm still going to show up though. Right. And the next year I went and I was like, okay, this is an investment. 
I'm going to pay what I have to pay. The penny was a hundred percent donated piece. Okay. And it was to help their organization, which helps the youth, minority mm-hmm. youth. And that's what I believe in. And so a lot of people would have turned that opportunity down for the simple fact of it was 100% of a donated painting. Some artists mm. would never. Right. But for me, it's like, why would I not? Yeah. Like if I could help the next person and it is mutually helping me right. in an unusual way, right. why not? And so what happened was last year I ended up meeting Saweetie. And that's how I ended up doing an eight foot painting of Quavo for his mm-hmm. Christmas gift. Right. It was all started with me having a heart of servant, you know, serving others. And how can I use my platform to help? And when I tell you God has blown on that and it's just been just moving in a way to where no one person, no one plan could have gotten me into the space that I'm in right now. Like no right. human could take the credit for the work that he's doing. And like, just side note, like I used to be so frustrated with my life. Like I was so frustrated. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm single, I'm working in corporate America, and I have these amazing art opportunities, but my life was still the same. I was still single, mm-hmm. still going to work and still mm-hmm. painting all night. Right. And my life didn't change. I wasn't making enough money in my art. I didn't figure out the business side. I couldn't get it right. And then my life just started to shift in a way that was a Holy Spirit shift. Like no one person, the Chance the Rapper painting didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Beyonce and her mom did not do this. <laughs> Saweetie and Quavo did not do this. Right. Being on television, getting interviewed on Windy City Live and the jam did not do this. Right. I've had all the things that would from an outside perspective, looking in, say, this is what will be the next big thing for you. Mm. It's, it's something that only God can get the glory for. And he made it so clear in me that I can't help but scream it because this is, this is not, it just doesn't make any other sense for me. And, um, so yeah, that, you know, it's been good, but making a sustainable business required me to you know, get my LLC, get my EIN, mm-hmm. you know, use a secure online platform. I used to have a lot of issues with my website crashing on me, especially when I would right. go viral. So I had to shift. I had to build on solid foundation. So right. a lot of stuff that I had did, you know, throughout this whole time was me building on core foundation. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to get to where I am now, there were some things that had to be broken and restructured. Right. Right. So my heart has been broken so much through this business. Like there's been a lot of heartache associated with trying to navigate it and not feeling good enough or not feeling like I'll ever make it. Right. And I feel like I'm right. so close, but so far away. But yeah. that was just a requirement because it was just refining me and refining right. my business to where now I can go viral on a global scale and be able to support that because now there's systems in place from a good foundation right. like from a healthy heart for mm-hmm. myself to be able to manage all these moving pieces. Um, and so it's just important to get, you know, to get your heart right and right. to do what it takes to have the business that you want. Like right. I can't have the business that I want on a poor platform. Right. Right. And I think that that's important, you know, for folks who are looking to do their own thing that they do have that yeah. solid foundation, you know, you, you yeah. can't just, it doesn't just happen overnight as well. Like you have to Mm-mm. put in the time. There's going to be a lot of heartache. Um, there's going to be a lot of negative reviews, but all of that is preparing you right for that success. 
Um, so I yep. really love the word that you use in terms of you were being refined while you were going through mm-hmm. all of these challenges. And although folks may yeah. not, you know, see those challenges right now, you went through them, right? And it's gotten mm-hmm. to where you are today. Um, so that, yeah. that's so real. Um, and, and I don't want to ever get it twisted. Right. Like, I don't want anybody to ever look at my page and think that I'm just some perfect person right. who's just right. got there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, I've had to surrender my life mm-hmm. to God. I've had to share things about my life that are not things I want to talk about. Like there's a story that I have to tell and there's credit that must be given mm-hmm. to the Lord. Like this was not easy. So the amount of favor is not, it is so correlated to my surrender. It's so correlated to this walk of obedience. Right. So as we wrap up, I want to, I want to finish off with a question for you. Um, and think about it a little bit. So if you were to, to create a piece for anyone on this planet, so it could be any person, um, who would you create it for and what would it be? Mm, I think right now, if I could create a piece for somebody, it would be Sarah Jakes. Okay. Um, why? Because through her ministry, my life has been transformed. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's so interesting when you ask me that, because one person that comes to mind is like Beyonce or Michelle Obama. And right. those are, you know, I think pretty standard answers. Right. But for me, when I think about someone who has transformed my life, mm-hmm. that's Sarah Jakes. I mean, I've listened to her sermons nonstop. I have cried some serious tears through her teaching. Mm-hmm. Um she has changed my life. And this is somebody that I have not met yet. Yeah. I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. But I think, you know, that, that question is so much deeper than it seems because there's so many different approaches that you could take. Right. But rather than me taking the one that is operating more out of vanity and out of what might look a certain way in a right. certain light, I want to pick the one that so close to my heart. Right. And so Sarah, like that is a woman who has she had it potentially handed to her because of who her father is, mm-hmm. but she had to learn for herself. Right. And now she's out here changing the world through her voice and right. through her surrender to Christ. And that's how I view myself as mm-hmm. somebody who has had it, you know, a really good life who has deviated in some ways and who has right. experienced trauma and tribulation and pain but knows that in order to get to where I need to go and to help people get there with me, it's going to be through my faith. And so now I'm operating more out of like this ministry space as it pertains to my art. It's not just a painting. I have to tell a story and, and use music and find a way to help heal our nation. Right. Right. And I think, you know, your answer it tells everybody, you know, what they need to know about you and an artist. That's that's you in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. right? I think, you know, mm-hmm. That question, as you mentioned, it could go a ton of ways. You could interpret it a lot of ways. Um, but the way in which you answered it really says a lot about who you are as an artist, as a person, um, and as a community member. And so I just want to thank you, you know, for sharing your story, 
for uh, allowing me into a little part of your world. I really, really appreciate you um, hopping on this podcast today. I want to um, make sure that folks who are listening, you know, head over to the gallery, see the pieces, really sit with them and see how they connect with you. Um, and then also head over to Tyler's own pages. So all of her social media platforms are posted. Um, she has her website, purchase things, you know, support black artists and make sure that um, you get what you need out of what she creates. Thank you.